So, morning. Listening to a uh, Rogan podcast this morning. It's been a while since I've been able to get to one of his podcasts. And uh, he's got Matt McConaughey on. And it's, uh, we're thinking a couple of things. He's trying to launch this initiative where he uh, <clears throat> wants to preserve the soul of Austin, he calls it. And uh, the soul of Austin is kind of like uh, be yourself. Work hard, be honest, just open, uh, innovative, it's fun, it's going to swing to it. And his fear, he's part of, personally motivated by, he's fearful, as uh, particularly people from California are flooding into, or fleeing California, high tax, tax places, and going into Austin. Austin, he wants to make sure that they're not going to just turn Austin into Los Angeles. You know, Whatever Los Angeles is, by the way, I've never been there. We all think we know, but I don't know. You don't know unless you live there, right? So, it gets me thinking about the places that I've lived. Um, again, I've been very blessed that life has taken me. I'm a native of Atlanta. Always very proud of Atlanta. I loved it. Uh, and then I'm a teenager who moved to Baltimore, Maryland. Another place I grew to really, really love, the Baltimore and Washington area. Because when you live in that part of the world, you do kind of call it the BWI corridor, if you will. You can access both places so easily, or you used to at least, before all the traffic gets so bad. And then I was very blessed to have lived in Florida, not only South Florida, but North Florida as well. You know, back in uh, Palm Beach County and experienced that area, as well as uh, Jacksonville, Florida, North Florida. Um, lucky enough to live in Vermont for a couple of years. Vermont, a little different. Uh, absolutely healing. It's absolutely beautiful. Love Vermont. Uh, and then, you know, life uh, took me job-wise to Peoria, Illinois, Central Illinois. A really interesting, fun place. It was really accessible to get to a lot of other areas of the country then. then. Uh, and then the last getting on 10 years now here in upstate New York. And uh, long story short, as uh, I've listened to this podcast, I've been thinking about a couple things about how he approaches work, makes a decision, he kind of locks in something and just does the work, kind of makes his choice was the hard part, and then after that it's just stepping up and doing the work. I was inspired by that sentiment. But I'm also very inspired by his idea of actively helping shape the place he lives. And I thought to myself, with my, my first thought was of, of Atlanta, and then my second thought was um, where I'm living now. But I'd like to touch on all the places that I've lived for different reasons. So, Atlanta. Atlanta really could, in my opinion, revisit what it always was when I was growing up. And that is a place of dynamic change and I talked to my mother earlier this week and she's describing a situation where some of the malls are closing you know something we see everywhere we see it here and I think to myself man I remember they just built those not long ago you know and um, you know this whole wave of real estate development because in Atlanta real estate development was always a big thing 
and construction, real estate development, houses, shopping centers. There's always just churning of real estate. And I think that is a key component of the DNA of Atlanta going forward. It becomes this exciting, whatever was sad or depressing or run down or you know, dying, it's rejuvenated and it comes back as something better. Now, it doesn't always have to be something shopping, it can be just something more beautiful to look at or, a different par or has a park element to it. But Atlanta, it certainly uh, provide leadership there. And, and it could do that in such a way that it also writes the other big thing that's glaring in Atlanta, that is, it was never super racial, but at the same time it has become, I think race relations have arguably gotten a little worse from afar when I look at it. I think people have resent, have grown resentful. resentful. Um, I think that collectively people are suffering in Atlanta, so it becomes, gets turned into racial. And um, long story short, I think if you combine and revisit what it always was, which was this constant churning and renewal, and you infuse into it this new, well, hey man, let's let, it, let's let it go. Whatever we were doing, or we're busy, or tired, or angry, or wrong people in the past, let's just, let's just own it and be honest, and let's move forward, let's be better. And don't try to be the best. That was the other thing about Atlanta. It's like, you don't have to be the best. You don't have to be the richest. You don't have to be the fanciest. You don't have to have the nicest car. You know, because Atlanta was always a little bit materialistic, too. I think that's probably where I got some of my stuff from. It's like something about, you know, driving around these new modern freeways and overpasses in a nice fancy car and living in a nice fancy new house. It was all part of... Um, the lifestyle there it was a part of, you know, what, what it seemed like Atlanta was about. It can move beyond that now. It can become something that's like not so selfish, not so materialistic, not so um, boring. You know, it's boring. Uh, materialism and self self interest. It could be the dynamics, creativity, beauty. Um, healthy, uh, there's just a lot that, that it could do. And the constant churning, I think, would be one of the things. It's just a busy, churning place. And, you know, it has access to the mountains, access to the beach, access to good year-round weather, as, uh, you know, but keep the airport the best. Keep all the transport the best, because it was always a transportation hub. You know, let it innovate the infrastructure. You know, like, I get excited thinking about it. Cause, like, that's what it should do. It should lead the way. So hands down, when you go into that region, you know, going through Charlotte or Chattanooga or Birmingham or get over towards Columbia or any of these places, it's all connected with the best infrastructure, period. No traffic. Solves that problem for the country. So that's what I think Atlanta could be. The soul of Atlanta is one of Let's just constantly pull ourselves up on the bootstraps, if you will. Uh, it's a controversial thing to say given some of my other podcasts, but pull yourself up on the bootstraps. And let's just stay busy, stay connected, love each other, be good to each other. Realize we got it pretty damn good. Slow down. You know, that was the other thing about Atlanta. I never felt like we slowed down enough to appreciate and love each other enough. You know, 
always so busy. So that could all be better. You don't have to be number one. You don't have to be the state champ. You don't have to be the national champ. You can just be kind of this. Every time somebody comes to Atlanta, it just feels clean and nice and on the move and in flux and having uh, fun. So there's Atlanta. And, and it's not traffic. you got to solve the traffic problem. It's a quality of life issue. Like it's a really not fun to sit in traffic all the time. You know, you want to be able to zip down to, to Dunwoody or zip down to any of the neighborhoods. Just over to the West End. Zip down to uh, the Carter Center. You know, go downtown for a game. And it not be such an arduous task, you know. Zip over, check out the architecture over in the Cobb Center. You know, it was always these little clumps of cool-looking buildings and architecture. It needs to stay. Just keep pushing that envelope all the time. Never give up. All the way around the perimeter. All the way around the perimeter. Don't leave anybody out. Don't leave anybody out. Don't have that sore. In the cities, let people have that beautiful suburban experience. But find a way to bring them into or networked into the larger region without sitting in traffic. So that would be my thoughts on Atlanta. Now, let's kind of move timeline-wise. I'm gonna skip around a little bit, actually. Screw, screw that, because I, now, I went from Atlanta, the first place I lived. It was very special to me. Now, I want to get into the uh, place I live now. Now, I like it here. I like upstate New York. And notice I'm gonna call it upstate New York instead of the Rochester Metropolitan Area. That's because in a place like upstate New York, I think the best play would be to have this, have, think of it yourselves in terms of being upstate New York. So basically anything, uh, Albany North or Albany West, so anything outside of New York City Metro is upstate New York. And it is a, again, a very suburban based, spread out, lots of space, no single island of prosperity. It's kind of a general prosperity in the land. Hyper-connected with the best infrastructure. You know, that's winterized, it can handle snow. It's got enough space, it doesn't have trucks in the middle of winter breathing down your neck. And, uh, you know, one of the major problems we have here is just, just decay. A rust belt, general sense of decay, and run down. And kind, of, and kind of a little bit of poverty. That's what it feels like. The area feels, in a, a lot of places, not everywhere, but it feels like there's a lot of poverty, a lot of scruffy, a lot of uh, struggle. And, and it's reflected in kind of some, some of the behaviors, you know? You have overdoses. People get, if you go into these little small towns, you see kind of, you know, people just look like they're not working. And they're just kind of almost malnourished looking in some cases, or fat, obese, you know? I'm not trying to be ugly, I'm just trying to say, I think it's a reflection of the spirit of the place. I think it's given up in some ways, not every way. In some ways, you know, you obviously have some pockets of wealth and you have some great companies, you know, Legman's, for example, here locally. But in general, I think that I would pitch that the area become this uh, affordable, a leadership in affordability. So you and Ryan or whoever the local home builders are, it's like, yeah, let's triple down on your algorithm of being able to build houses, beautiful, make beautiful houses. Okay, so beautify those a little bit, make them a little less, a little less boring to look at, or a little more aesthetically pleasing. And then once you get the design like kick ass, like all the different, you know, one level, two level, three level, tall, whatever the form factor is, row house, whatever, then 
drill. Innovate and drill and get that price down to where you become the leader in low-cost housing. And you export that model beyond, you know, upstate. So you have that, and that would be really beneficial for a lot of people too. Um, also this area, I would say, um, you know, maybe we push, because it's a long one, maybe we push the work from home innovations. Like we're going to be spread out, remote working. You know, can begin, that's going to go everywhere. So I guess you can't really localize that. But, you know, what does the area have? The other layers are. We have colder winters. We have more rural spread out terrain. So everything kind of feels rural. And we have a lot of space. We have a lot of space. And we have access again to mountains. And uh, places like Buffalo just become, or Rochester, Buffalo, Syracuse, just become these fun little little dots that are connected with this giant greenway. Maybe this giant biking greenway along the Erie Canal, for example. And it's just kind of, it's a general park feel, low cost. If you like cold weather, fine. Uh, if you don't, then maybe you don't, you don't come to a place like this. But um, that, that would be the sell. And that would transport to me across northern Ohio, all of Michigan, you know, parts of Pennsylvania, large chunks of Pennsylvania, and the western Massachusetts. There's these huge swaths of country that could have this new model that emerges and is led from, from upstate New York. And we're not presumptuous here. Like, we're rugged individualism. Maybe the message may be able to self-educate here. And we cut the bullshit here. And we like heavy metal music, for example. Or we like original music. And then my neighbor rap rappers next door. We like make our own music. We make a lot of it. We have clubs, we have clubs, you know, that sort of thing for the winter. So that would be our thoughts there. Baltimore. To Baltimore. I love Baltimore. I love Maryland. Location's awesome. The main thing I would say we need to do there is make it less sucky. It's so harsh economically. I have harsh economic memories. It's very harsh. So I want them to lead the way and like Americans can't afford to live in their own country. So fix that. And cut the, you know, go and completely rebuild the Baltimores. Where's these cool, you know, row houses with privacy, like you park under, under the house. So the people want to live there. It becomes these vibrant, easy to walkable cities. Because the weather's there good, it's good most of the year. And you jump on a little train, tram thing, shoot down to DC, just change the scenery, mix it up a little bit. Go over to the port, just watch the boats, watch the water, enjoy the water, enjoy the bay. Uh, could quickly zip over to Ocean City, enjoy the ocean. Quickly zip over to West Virginia and use a huge backyard for a collective backyard of the region, West Virginia, most of Maryland. That's what that could be. I mean, really magical. Really, really magical. Make the numbers work. And again, accessibility, no traffic, get rid of the traffic problem. This is what this could be. So, Vermont, I wouldn't, wouldn't change a thing. I just loved it up there. It wasn't the greatest, easiest place to be single, but that was more on me time. And, you know, it's a small world, so you feel like you've kind of done everything, and that's okay. Some people don't. That's okay. At the end of the day, we all do settle into uh, that kind of grind anyway, where we do all do the same grocery store, the same couple of things, the same couple of activities. 
Which is Vermont. Yeah, I wouldn't change a thing. It's absolutely beautiful. It's awesome. It's just it is a, a little, a little small in terms of like um, you're not gonna have a lot of cities. And you have Burlington and Willis in those areas, but and that's okay. You maybe pepper up the, the little small towns that are there, and you have a little more, a little more to offer in the small towns, so people don't have to drive as much. But uh, that's about the only thing I would tweak there. Just again, a lot of rural poverty, a lot of welfare in places like Vermont and upstate New York. And all needs to be fixed. Adjusted, which means shaming. You're not needed in the labor market. You're not needed. Yeah, let's just deal with that. I'm sure adults in a modern society are shaming people. Uh, okay, so I don't know. Central Illinois. Okay. Well, Illinois spent the least amount of time. I can tell you right now, Peoria was great because you could go to Chicago. You could go to St. Louis. You could go to Indianapolis. You could go over to Davenport, Des Moines. Or uh, Davenport. You were accessible to all these areas, okay? Um, this was the best part about it. it was centrally located. And again, super low cost would be the attraction and a real quiet life. Like you could really have beautiful farms, uh, larger pieces of land perhaps. Very, very cheap, low cost. This could be our reality, folks. This is the reality. We've settled for this expensive, full bullshit life. And we're all suffering and angry about it. Looking for a boogeyman. And the answer's right in front of us. We know how to build houses all day long. We can have raw materials coming out the yin-yang. They're artificially constrained. Prices are higher than they need to be. And we can fix this probably get tons of space. Nowhere close to running out of space. So, leave it at that. Don't want to ramble too much. Have a good day. Be optimistic. Don't be a little fucking lame ass about my technical prowess here. I'm on a treadmill walking because it's not a great place to walk around here and I need to exercise every day, so should you a little bit. Um, and, uh, yeah, just I don't want to miss the opportunity to share and get to the bottom of things with you guys. Please support it. Even please support the podcast. I have a Patreon. YouTube page is coming. It's a little hard to do the follow-up sometimes. I'm not trying to make excuses. It's just hard to do it all by one-man show here. Support it. I'm going to create a $1 a month plan because I want buy it. I want you I want you to give a dollar because I want you to know, hey, I'm paying for that. I'm going to pay attention to that. That's, it's not about me and my ego. It's about being invested in this conversation and not settling and making shit better. We got to do it before we have a problem, before we have an implosion. So be good. Take her easy. Love you. Support what you can. If nothing else, comment. Give me a thumbs up. Let me know you're listening. It helps. It fuels my fire, man. Take her easy.